Welcome to the Willpower Podcast, where we uncover the secrets of success and share the wisdom of exceptional individuals. I'm your host, William Gomez, and as a real estate professional, I bring you insights from the world of real estate and beyond. Join me as I engage in captivating conversations with incredible guests from diverse backgrounds and industries, from top real estate moguls to trailblazing entrepreneurs and influencers. We dive into the mindsets and habits of successful people. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate and review. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and enlightened. Live live today on willpower. But Ariel, thank you so much for coming. I'm finally glad that we got to do this. I met you about a year and a half ago now. Yeah. And it's funny how how things work out. I met you on my first uh, like uh, bike ride with other people. I don't know how you call what you call that. Yeah, the but group ride. I don't remember which one it was. But it was the one that we went out to. Um, we went out to the Peach Place. What was no, it? The Peach Potter? Porter. 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 The Porter Peach. Festival. And uh, yeah, I I was like pretty nervous because I was like I I've always had kind of ridden by myself and yeah, then um, and then you were super friendly. Which after that I realized that <laughs> not everybody's as friendly. Yeah, not everyone feels that way. Yes, <laughs> but then also I didn't realize that that how like freaking good you were. Oh, thanks. <laughs> So I recently had Elias on the podcast because he's a freaking stud. He, he's uh, so good. he's a he's a cat one, which means that he's pretty much like a professional level. He's uh, so good. But so are you. Uh, yeah, you're, I am a cat one. You're now. a cat one, which it's mind it's blowing so to weird. me. It's mind blowing to, to me, me beca- because because like I'm on these rights and I'm like asking people things that, like I still don't don't know a lot. But I mean, I've learned a lot throughout the last year. You've even. gotten so much better. And thank you. And so uh, but I'm like, so how many pe- how many people are cat once? And people are like, I mean, there's really like not very many no. in Oklahoma. Like like how many people would you say like in the men's and, and women's are in, in Oklahoma? And just yeah, in the state of Oklahoma. Like literally probably less than three cat one women. And then there's probably We'll just say less than 10. There's probably less than five. I don't know of all of them because there may be some that don't race, but less than 10 who are like still racing, right? There's plenty of people who are that good, but they're not still racing. So they're like older and they just kind of yeah, retired. Yeah. Kind of exactly. like that Yanni guy that, uh, yeah. Golly, that <laughs> yeah. guy's so good. Yeah. He'd be like a cat one. Right. And he probably is. He and does Steve race, too. But yeah. And, and for people listening, these people, these are guys that are like, especially Steve's how old is Steve? God, I don't know. He's 50, like 60. I don't he, know. He, he could might, be 100. No one would know. <laughs> but this guy is literally so fit on the bike. So fit. And like, you don't think he is. You're like, oh, maybe he's struggling. And then when it kicks up, you're like, oh, there he is again. But there's I probably just, like less than, I would say there's like probably less than 30. I would say there's probably less than 30 who are like true, like solid cat ones that, who may not race. Who, who may not be quote unquote cat ones, like on paper. Yeah. yeah. That I would know. So of. let me ask you this because you, you you like Elias, you have a full time job. Um, yeah. Something if we we might get into is uh, you're you're in, you know doing stuff in real estate. So you yeah. do all this other stuff, and one of the things that Elias and I talked about is a lot of people's excuse for not reaching their <laughs> potential is because they don't have time. But yeah, but, I just don't think they want to. I don't really think it's that. I think it's that like. Other people, it looks good. Like, they may be like, oh, that looks really cool. Like, I run, I ride, I lift, I, you know, do the real estate thing, or I'm trying. And it may look appealing. And so, like, they're trying to follow someone else's path, and then they try it, and it, like, it just keeps jamming up. And I just don't think, like, that's the right path. Like, whether it's just, like, the right exercise or the right thing, like, 
it doesn't fit them. Like they don't need it in their life and they keep trying to need it. They're like, I need exercise. It's like, well, you don't love it. Yeah. So find something else. You clearly love cycling. (laughs) I mean, how many miles are you, are you cycling a week? Uh, between 300 and 350. I know you, you, you try to keep tabs on Elias and try to beat Oh, him yeah. Every- I'm like, there's no one else doing this many, and he's like 100 greater than me. I'm like, oh, gosh. I, he I, hit 450. I'm truly convinced <laughs> that all his PTO goes to just cycling. Oh, yeah. It always does. Like, the only days I take off, I'm like, okay, an afternoon, because that's going to be good weather. It's always based on cycling. So, when did you start cycling? Um, probably eight years ago. Eight um, years ago. So that was what, 2015? Yeah. yeah okay. Right around there. And what made you kind of get started on that? I was dating someone who got a bike and I was like, well, I want to keep up. I don't want to get left behind because I was bodybuilding at the time and going to the You gym. were a bodybuilder before, just like Elias? Yeah. So I would, I only competed in like a couple of shows, but I just could never get lean enough. Like it always, like I have to go so low calorie and I'm like, God, it just always eluded me. But I love the gym, right? I just love it. And so I was, I lifted for, I don't know, 10, 12 years. I still lift, you know, three times a week. But, um, so I lifted for, you know, 10, 12 years. And then he got a bike and I was like, oh, I'm going to get a bike. And then I got a bike. And so I, and biking and lifting. (laughs) How long did, did you, did it take you to realize like, Hey, I think I might be pretty good at this. Uh, I never really thought I was good at it. I can't really say I think I'm good at it now either. I just think it's great. I just love Wait, talking what? on the <laughs> I never think I, of I'm myself just a cat like one, good. but I'm not really I've that gotten good. better, but that's just like persistence, right? The bike is just one of those things that the more you do it, you get good. You know, versus like running, the more you do it, you'll get better, but you'll never really get amazing. Like sometimes you will, but like there's runners and then there's people who run. I love biking way more than running. Just, just, it's just, it is. running right. is just boring. And I'm saying this as like, I'm, I'm sort of training for a marathon right now, right now. my first marathon. And then also uh, cycling is not as hard on your body. No. And but, it's fun. You can talk. Like I like the social aspect. Like that's where you make friends. Like it's hard to make friends as an adult, right? So you can make friends, you can talk. And so it's a social aspect that you, I really you, enjoy. You have to be a certain level of good to, to be able to talk. It's not just like running, though. I can't talk while I run because I'm not that good. I'm like just dying out well, there. Well, not only not only because of like your fitness level, but also because of like all the rules that involve oh, all the rules. And if you don't follow them, you're a weirdo. <laughs> That's just the way it is, right? They're unspoken. They're unspoken. So, talk to me about your journey when you started in 2015. Like, how long did it take you to kind of start on the group rides, and how long did it take you to kind of say like, "Hey, I want to." get serious and maybe start, you know, racing and, you know, uh, people that might have not listened to Elias's podcast, uh, he kind of explained how, how it all goes. You know, you start at cat five, Mm -hmm. which just stands for category five, right? And then you work your way up, which he, he explained to me that for him, it was pretty easy up until category three. And that's when things kind of got serious. So, so walk me through that journey. Like when, like, how did that go? Uh, I just started doing group rides every week and every weekend and all the group rides. So they had like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And so I just go every week to those group rides and I just kept going mainly to, to talk because I like talking. R- right, right away? <laughs> like right Yeah, as- because the person I was dating at the time, like he did group rides. And so we started, I mean, maybe not immediately. I don't know. Maybe it was a year after. I don't really remember. Maybe I started on the trail probably for a year. Um, and then group rides and then I just kept doing group rides and eventually like three or four years later I did different group rides and then 
I've been doing those group rides ever since. And how long from when you started did you start, like, racing? Uh, I think it was, like, I did the trail probably for a year and then group rides. So I was probably, like, a year and a half into it. Oh, so pretty early. Yeah. Yeah, because he started racing. So I was like, well, I'm going to race. This is great. Let's just start racing. And did you, were you quickly, like, realizing that you were maybe better than your boyfriend? No, I wasn't better at anything. You weren't? Oh, no, no, no. I've never been better at things than most people know i just try i just you might have a be the most humble person i've ever had on here by the I way i just have a lot of persistence like it's uh, you know it's been eight years these people start out and they're like two years in and they're like almost as strong as me i'm like what are these people doing how long how long did it take <laughs> you to become like a cat like a cat one from cat five to cat one Oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, we'll just say seven years. I mean, honestly, because I started racing, right? Like, if I've been riding for eight, we'll call it six just to make it sound better. But so let's just say six years. I mean, I stayed in categories. I mean, you had COVID year where I didn't race, right? But I stayed in the middle category. So I started as a... They didn't have a five back then. For oh, they women. didn't. The women five is brand new. So I started as a four. I was there for like a year and a half maybe two years. And then I was a three for like a solid three, but there was a COVID year in there. So we'll say two. And then I was a two for barely a year. Um, well, I got from a three to a two and people pushed me up. They didn't appreciate that. So then, um, and then I got pushed from a two to a one in like less than a year. I also wasn't happy about that, but. what? Well, so talk to me about that. Cause I remember Talk talking a little bit about this at one of like our rest stops, and I was kind of yeah. curious. Yeah, and I there remember was, that. There, there was this like scientist guy that was trying God. to like. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, sir. Yeah. I appreciate it. You, uh, you were like, you're like, hey, what is this? I just need the basics. Like, is it possible or not? That's all I need to know. I'm just deciding. <laughs> so, so you guys mentioned something that you said. Well, some people try to just. They, some people don't want to be like a cat up the, the right. next one they just no. want to stay there but then you get pushed what what does well, that mean yeah because that's where i was well you you're racing and like so for me i was in a certain category and i was doing good locally but like if i traveled anywhere i was like you know i'd be top 10 like i could never podium um out of town so i was like well i really should podium before i move up but it doesn't it's based on points so if you have enough points you could sometimes get pushed up and you get pushed up, even though all your points are from local local races, right? So it's like going to a marathon, and you're doing good locally, and you're like, okay, I want to see how good I do at Boston. And then you suck at Boston, because locally, sure, you're great, but in Boston, you're like nobody. Yeah. And so it's the same thing, you know? Like, locally, yeah, you're beating everyone. There's 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> but when you go and there's 50 in your top 10, you're like, I don't feel like I should really go to the next category, but... Points are points for how they do it. So if it was up to you, like, would you be a cat one right now? Oh, no. I would probably still be a three. Maybe a two, but I would totally, yeah, I would definitely be a two. Because I just didn't do that. Like, I could never podium at a big race. And I probably still, I may never, because I'm just not, I'm not in the top tier. It's just the way it is. Like, some people are like, yeah, you're really good. Yeah, okay, maybe in Tulsa. But, like, it's just not. I've never been really great. Um if you look at the whole grouping of cycling. So. But there's there's people out there that are that are, are working towards that and, yeah. and can't get there. Right. Yeah. And that's just all it is, right? You just you just keep on chugging away and one day, just like everything else, one day it just magically happens and you're like, Me, I'm okay today. So one of the things that 
that I've always believed in and it's always come true and and is that you are who who you're surrounding yourself with right yeah and I remember whenever <laughs> I was in high school I um I, I grew up in Sand Springs, which is like, you know, a town about 20, 30 minutes away from right. Tulsa. And I was, I, you know, I did sports in, in high school and I could, I would go work out at, at an anytime fitness there. Oh, yeah, and, and, and then so like, but I was like, I, I feel like I, I'm not getting as strong. Yeah. And then so I, I got a membership at what used to be uh, Gold's Gym. Yeah. And I would drive me and my, actually Jordan. Uh, Jordan on my team, uh-huh. I've known him since high school. Okay, yeah. And then him and I used to drive to to just surround ourselves with stronger people. Yes. Just and and then lit, literally within like a three to three to four months worth of time, we were lifting more. We were getting stronger, and all we could account that success to was that we were around a lot stronger people than we had seen back at like our, our normal gym. Yeah. So would you say that, that you, even though you don't like what I'm kind of getting is like, you don't feel like you deserve to be a cat one, be, right. even though you are, because like, like, right. like, I don't know if the word legally, but like on, like on le- legitimate you are, Yeah. Right. but, but do you not feel that like even in local races now that you're racing cat one that that that's just making you better than if you were still like a cat three? Maybe. Maybe knowing I have to like race against the top tier, you want to be better. So then I think that's a lot of it. You know, you have to race against the top tier. And so now you're going to the harder rides and you're like, okay, my only goal is to basically get dropped. Like I need to go so hard that I get dropped today. Like Therefore, at races, I can drop them. <laughs> and so you just keep pushing because you're like, I'd rather look crazy today than at a race. And so That's you literally your goal? Sometimes, I mean, not on every ride, but like on a, some of those summer rides, I'm like, I'm going until I blow. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the things that I still am trying to get used to in the rides because you can feel really good. Uh-huh. And then it just, and then something happens. It does. And then boom, people just leave you. They do. Well, and some of the rides, like I would make some of the Saturday rides, like, because it's one of those things that you're like, I'm going to go so hard, but not so hard that I, I, I fall off. And so I'm like, well, I, I can't be like that. Like, how do you move that bar? And I'm like, okay, well, if I fall off here, then I need to go. So I fall off and then maybe the bar's here. And so like a lot of my Saturday rides would be like, if I haven't blown up by the end, like I did not complete my goal. So that'd be my goal. Some of the Saturdays. How much of it do you think it's mental? Oh, I think, uh, what part? Just, like, pushing yourself? Yeah, pushing yourself to that, and then also the whole getting dropped thing. Oh, it's all mental. You have to be, well, like, you have to be okay, like, basically getting abandoned by the group. So, like, no one wants to get abandoned by the group, right? That's why people, like, freak out and have all these group ride rules and whatever. They're like, don't leave me. It's like, it's okay. You can find your way home. But then, like, you have so much of... Most people will not push so hard. They're like, I'm not, I I can't do it anyway. And so most of the time people get dropped just because they can't, they can't put in that extra, that extra little, that extra match that it takes. They won't do it. They give up right then. And so you'll see it like, because most of the time, if you like, you know, if you encourage them, they'll do it. It's like, so you, you could do it. You just didn't want to. So what, what are some of the goals that you have here in the next coming like year or a couple of years or so, uh, within cycling and, um, I, I don't know about cycling. I mean, I'd like to 
get better at the the big races. So I'd like to maybe I tried to do like top twenty at the big races this year. It was my first year like in the pro races. Um, so I'd like to try to get into the top fifteen consistently on the bigger races, maybe a top ten, but that'll that'll be hard. And then just not get not get dropped on some of the really hard rides and actually take like legitimate pulls with like really good people, not just like my fake pulls where I just rotate around. <laughs> How often do you do you uh, travel for these races? Um, usually I only travel like three times a year for the big races, so I okay, may try to do bad. like four or five. To the your your ones. Instagram makes it seem like you're at a, at a race like every weekend. Well, I probably but the local ones right are a lot of them. So there's a lot of local races in the summer, and then the bigger ones I probably go to like three or four. So, and you find all kinds of races. Like uh, you just did. I remember the last group ride. I think it was the last group ride I did with you guys. Uh, you were doing what? What was that one? Cyclocross. Cyclocross. Yeah, yeah, I do that. What? What? What it's is like it? riding on? It's like it's like track and field for running, but it's doing it on a bike. So track and field is kind of like through the woods or on grass. It's basically doing track and field but on a bike. And do you use the same bike that you use, like a road bike? No, or? it has, like, knobby tires on it. So it's almost like like a mountain bike, but, you know, skinnier tires than a mountain bike. And do a lot of people that, that road bike, do they do that? or No, no? most people don't like it. It's what? either, I don't know if it's because it's too hard. It's just, it's okay. It doesn't, it really doesn't get your adrenaline going. That's my reason. I don't love it because you're not going fast. So, like, the adrenaline is just not pumping. Why do you do it? Just because it's competition or? <laughs> Well, I feel like, no. Uh, well, I feel bad for the sport because nobody likes it, so I also do it because of that. But also, I'm like, well, it makes me love everything else because I kind of hate it. So it kind of it kind of sets the bar of what I hate, like, down here so that when I have to, like, road 350 miles, I'm like, well, it's better than cyclocross. <laughs> it's yeah. like running. It's like, well, if my day starts with running, nothing is worse than that's, running. That's literally what I tell myself all the time. <laughs> like, if you start the day with something really hard, yes, nothing yes. else in, in, like, in the day can be harder. You're no. like, oh, well, I... At least I ran. Talking, <laughs> I talking ran. about that, so uh, my, my wife got me a... Um, a uh, a cold plunge for oh. for Christmas. I've been talking about it forever. I almost pulled the trigger and the bought worst. one last in 2022, last year, and it. But I just I didn't pull the trigger, and then she ended up getting me one, and then I I have never been more like nervous about oh, about about doing something. <laughs> There's only one thing worse than running in the morning, and it's trying to be cold. Well, That's I did it for the like. first time yesterday. I could not do it in the morning. I oh. I went and worked out. I, I went to CrossFit in uh, the middle of the day, and uh -huh. then afterwards, I I went and did it, and it was just painful. I was shivering for the next hour. Yeah. I did feel pretty good after that, but this morning, I was like, well, maybe I can just go and get it out of the way this morning. Did you? No. No. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be able to talk to you right now. <laughs> you should. We'll look for it on the marketplace in a year. <laughs> no, I'm going to stick to it. That's the whole thing. Is well, it's, we need a measure on your body fat. We need to really know if it decreases your body fat. We know that that's the selling point and the recovery, but I, I just, I don't believe it. I feel like it's a keto trend. So I, we, you need to keep us updated on if it actually helps your recovery. Well, your here, here's the thing. The, bi else. the biggest thing that I'm doing it for is the dopamine, like the whole, yeah. like how you feel for the rest of the day. And uh, also, you? did it make you feel better? Because I feel like it made you dread. It makes you dread the rest of the day. You're like, God, only 24 hours. So I'll have to cold plunge again. 
<laughs> I feel like the counteracting of how bad it is counteracts for whatever dopamine. So the dopamine, but but here's the thing is that I think it's making it's making my mind stronger. I whatever. I'm gonna go with the red light therapy instead. <laughs> That's supposed to be really good for you, but I've never done it. Have you ever done it? I've done it a couple of times. My physical therapist has it, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try it. Do you ever? Uh, did you notice a difference? I don't know. I don't know what I notice a difference. I'm, I'm I drink so much caffeine. I don't know. Every day is kind of. I'm big <laughs> into same. I'm big into placebo effects too, though. It works though. That's the thing. Like it doesn't matter if it's the thing or you think it's the thing. The same chemicals are getting created, right? So, like, yeah. but if you didn't have that stimulus, you wouldn't create those chemicals. So, it still serves a purpose. One thing that I've tried that I don't like is. I think it's just called floating. Have you ever done that? Like it's like a little pod, pod that you yeah. get in and then you just literally float. No, that feels like it would waste a lot of my time. Yeah, I don't. But <laughs> a lot I, of time I could be riding and running. I think that part of the reason why I, I work out so much is to do those recovery things. Really? I like to. You them. do? I love There's doing no them. way. I've, I have a bunch of them in my house that oh, I just bought. Well, like what? I have like the, the, the leg things, the compression legs. Oh, God, those are my worst nightmare. I'm like, this is so boring. Well, I mean, I just, I, I bought them because I just put them on while I'm watching TV. I know. And then I have like gun i have the cupping i have oh, you the, like all that stuff i love all that stuff you feel like it helps you at all i think so you do yeah <laughs> my wife thinks it's all a gimmick but yeah exactly i just i'm like hey if i think it's helping it's me. all circulation though too right like the circulation helps so yeah. it's all moving your circulation and your the toxins and the blood flow the more blood flow you have to a muscle right the better it recovers so so what do you do for recovery stuff since you're Pumping out so many miles and, and all kinds of stuff. I, I don't. I strength train and then I just make sure that I have like. You, just, your recovery is strength You'd be training. shocked how much you need to recover and just train, train the right muscles. Like you'd be shocked that like the reason you're sore half the time is just because it's weak muscles. So yeah, I just train the muscles that are weak and then I don't really do a whole lot for recovery. I mean, I eat good. I drink water and then. I sleep, I guess. And then I roll my I'll roll my legs every once in a while, but or I'll go to a physical therapist. But I don't How many hours of sleep are you getting at night? Usually eight. Eight, okay. Yeah, typically. And how um how many days a week are you taking off? Uh right now I don't have any like full days off, but I like do them do them in halves. So like Tuesday evening I don't ride and then like Saturday, usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday I don't run. And then I only lift three days a week. So, like, I take different parts of the day off versus, like, full days off. Parts of, like, your your type of training, you mean? Like, mm -hmm. so... So, it's all staggered. That's, okay, that's... So that I don't feel overwhelmed. So, I don't have... I only have, like, a couple days that it's all three activities. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not the only one because people make me feel the They're worst for, for not taking days off, but... It's really not necessary unless you're mental. Like, in, some people mentally need, like, oh, I don't want to exercise. But to me, I feel like it kills my momentum. Like, I like to have a routine. So it kills the momentum if I have nothing that day. It's like, well, I already have this part of my day sectioned out, so... And then, and then like you it. said that you're pretty good. How do you, how do you, cause I feel like that's one of the things that I'm, I feel like I also work out just to eat whatever I want. You do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been eating the same for like 10 years though. Like I eat fairly, fairly the same every, what, every day. What does that look like? Um, well in the morning I now just have like a protein shake. I used to eat, 
I used to eat fish and vegetables. I'm sure many people appreciated that. In the morning? Yeah. Well, I hate breakfast food. So I just do a protein shake now because I run so late from everything. But I used to do, so I basically do some sort of protein. I used to do protein and vegetables, but now it's a protein shake. And then usually I eat like an apple or oatmeal somewhere midday. And then for lunch, I just eat chicken and vegetables, chicken, basically chicken and salad um, with a little bit of cheese. And then I have another apple and then I have something for dinner for like, you know, I don't know, protein and vegetables or carbs or do you, cheese do or you enjoy know. it or do you, I love it. You do. So you're not just doing it for like to, to uh-uh. you do love it. Yeah. I love it. But I love how I feel. Like I feel really good. If I don't eat that, I do not feel good. Like I don't have energy and I don't feel like, I don't feel good. I know exactly what makes me feel good. And so I only eat that. Like I can tell when I haven't eaten that it, I can, I feel completely different. Yeah. I'm, we're the opposite on that. I eat like something that tastes good and, yeah. then, and then, and then I feel good and I'm just like, I want to keep eating really? even, though, even though I know I'm going to feel horrible. Yeah. No, I don't. I know how bad I feel. And it's like, I can't do it. Like I'd literally rather not eat. One of the things that I started doing, and I've been doing it almost for a thousand days, however many. A thousand days? Yeah, almost. I track, I track a lot of things. So On an Excel spreadsheet? No, like I have an app <laughs> for this, and then I have an app for like a, a bunch of other things. I just started track tracking the cold plunge, everything. Uh-huh. Like, what it, app is it? One of the... Uh, the, the fasting app is called Fastic oh, and, okay. and then it's just That's for it's, different items. Yeah. Okay. But then one is called streaks okay. and you can add your own goals on there, whatever oh, you okay. want on there. And, and then, then you check off the days. Yeah. And then you, you, and it's pretty satisfying. And, and then you all, it also shows you like what your longest streak has been of doing that goal as well too. So all I'll, the dopamine. Yeah. All the streaks. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, what are so, you tracking? So I, I literally track everything. I track my sleep. I track my, uh, how many times I'm going to the gym. I track, um, I don't have my phone or else I would What's go What's the thousand my, day thing? Sorry. It's, it's the, the f- fasting. I've been doing fasting for, uh, almost a thousand days. And so that's the only like quote unquote discipline or nutrition that has yeah. helped me. And yeah. it's literally, I don't eat anything for at least 16 hours. Uh-huh. And then what that has done, it has shrunk my stomach to where like I get, full really easy like my wife she weighs probably like 110 pounds and she eats more than me every time we eat right yeah and so that that kind of has helped me and uh but and it has helped me be a little bit more conscious of what I'm eating yeah because I'm just like do I really want to break my fast with the bag of hot Cheetos yeah yeah (laughs) I'm like that's probably not good right yeah and everyone's so different with food so that's the that's the thing some people just like they can eat so much food and they love food and I don't love food. Like, I don't love That's food that so much. Strange. Like, if it tastes too good, like, I don't want to eat it. Like, it's, I'll, of course, eat it. But it's not like, like, some of my goals in, well, I said this for this holiday when I was making a, some cookies. I'm like, well, I don't want them to taste so good that I want five. I want them to be, like, okay where I'd only want two. <laughs> you have, man, people talk, right? so it people talk about me having discipline and i'm like you, you got me on that i don't know if i have discipline a lot of discipline in food the food yeah everyone's besides so besides the the fasting thing because like i won't like i won't even chew gum like won't. i won't because i'll break my fast so yeah. uh, anyways but so you, how you you're writing a lot during the week you're doing all their type of fitness stuff so you're yeah. spending a lot of time doing that yeah so what made you also uh get into like real estate stuff 
Um, I don't know. I've just always wanted to get some rentals. I thought it was cool. My dad had like some, uh, like an apartment complex when he was younger. So I don't know. I just always, everyone just says real estate's the thing. I'm like, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Just one house at a time. We'll see if it's great or if it sucks. I don't know. And how long have you been doing that for? Uh, I guess this is the third year. So, third year? Yeah, third year. I think third house. So Man, you yeah. got in at a good time. Yeah, yeah, right, right as the prices, like, started going up. But. That is that is the one thing that COVID really helped us with. Yes, yeah, the houses. So how do you, how do you have the time to do that and your full-time job? Oh, uh, well, sometimes I'm tired, but sometimes I'm not. I don't know. I just love it. Um, I have a boyfriend. He helps remodel them, so that really, that really helps. So I help, but obviously he does the majority of the work, so. Do you enjoy it? uh-huh you do enjoy it yeah i mean i'm not like the biggest fan of you know painting and all the actual remodel stuff but i like the end goal of making extra money and then like you know having another place for investing so that when i hopefully retire before 50 i'm like oh yeah this is great this was all worth it and then uh talk to me a little bit about your day job um i'm just like um i set up payroll systems so for cities and government so I'm doing like the back end system setup. So different, um, basically like a big ERP system. So they basically tell you like, hey, this is how our city functions. And then I set up, I set up the system for them and configure all the rules and everything in the background. And is that something that you enjoy as well? I like it. Yeah, it's a, it's a consult job. So, I mean, it's kind of like teaching, kind of training. So it's, it's just, it's, it's just the right amount of tea. I like teaching whether I'm good at it or not as a separate subject, but <laughs> That's good. So I, I'm always I like curious, it. too, because I, I think that there's a lot of people out there that are doing what they love. They make time for what they love. But yeah. then but then like what they have to do in order to, you know, make a living. They yeah. just hate, hate it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously better jobs, but I mean, every day for the most part, you know, I still enjoy like the daily tasks of it because you get to talk to people and you're kind of problem solving and I like problem solving. So that's it's fun. It's all kind of the same theme. And so is one of the things in uh in cycling going back to like cat one and your goals and everything is uh -huh. that um i know that when i talked to elias he said that he he really wants to like I, I guess the only next step to truly become a professional is to join a team or something like that basically that, yeah so is that anywhere in the car tree or yeah i don't know how i would balance that and then like doing real estate and then doing all so the that would I take even home. more time yeah, because they like you to travel to these big races, which I'm not totally against. But, like, my other thing about cycling is I'm not, like, I am really serious about it. Like, I'm really committed, but I'm also not that serious. Like, if it's not fun, I really don't want to do it. So, to joining, like, a professional team, I'm like, oh, that feels, I feel so serious. Like, but I'm, I'm sure it's not that bad. They're only going to mainly the races I would be going to anyway, but. But it's not something that's kind of... I don't know. I mean, I think I would be ready for it eventually, but I also don't feel like I'm good enough for, like, a professional team yet. But, I mean, I'd want to be good enough where I would be good enough for a professional team. So, I don't know. It's kind of... I mean, maybe in a couple of years. It's so mind-blowing to me that you don't think that you're good enough. Yeah. Well, I feel like those professional teams are good, but then, you know, you go to these races and then you're beating some of them and you're like, well, maybe I am good enough. I don't know. I think you are good enough. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like being a cat one. Like, I don't want to be that until I can be like a really good one. You know, it's like, you don't want to move up to the next level until you can just like really rock the rock the next level. So 
I you're don't not know. a big believer. A you're thing. not a big believer in the fake it till you make it. N- not for cycling. I am in in work life. Fake it till you make it. Give me a title that's not me, and I'll be that eventually. Yeah. See, I think, I think that that's that's something that I'm always like, hey, just kind of push push through it, and then until until you kind of make it, just in about yeah, just in about a, a lot of stuff that I do, I'm like, you'll you'll adapt. That's one of the biggest yeah. like qualities that I think that people can can use to succeed and that's adapting. I know? agree. Adaptability is one of the biggest. You know, right? one one of the bi- one of the biggest things that people tell me all the time in anything that I've done, they're like, "Oh, they're like you you you're using you're using too much energy or too much muscle like if you if you did it this way, yeah. you would be so much better at it." Yeah. And I'd be like, "Okay." And then and then I do it for a certain time until I learn that and then and then I'm just, you know, that much better. So I just right. I don't know. We'll see. But um, what are some of the things that you think that that people think about cycling, but they don't really know it? You know, I feel like a lot of people actually hate cyclists because, like, they're always on the road. Those are so annoying, though. Have you ever driven behind a cyclist? It's yeah. the worst. It I'm is the worst. <laughs> they feel like a pack of cockroaches. Like, they might scatter. They might not. <laughs> it just depends. Like, you have no idea. They're like, I can't believe this car isn't going around me. It's like, have you seen? Like, there's a hole, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, I wouldn't go around him. I'm, like, going to kill oh, someone. Oh, gosh. I'm so glad that you're saying this. Right? But you feel that way. You're like, oh, yeah, but what are some what are some things that you think that people are like they just have no idea that like I one of the things is I don't think that people realize how like when they see like a pack of people going they don't realize how hard that is they don't realize how hard it is I don't yeah they don't realize how hard it is they don't realize probably the conditions that it takes and just how worn out you get and like how hard it is to actually find miles and go places so I mean that would be like a cyclist to a motorist item. But I think as like an athlete in cycling, you don't realize how much of a like, for the most part, if you do group rides, how much of a pack sport it is. So like, if you don't have buddies or you don't, you know, you haven't realized that it's kind of like a buddy system, then like you, you might be left out to dry because like, it's the group that you've created and who likes you that really, really bonds you together. And it's just like work, right? Like if you don't have some colleagues or some people on your side, then work is not going to be very fun either. Yeah. So it's the same. It's the same way. Some people will just go to the rides and, you know, are independent people. And I'm like, oh, you're going to, you're going to get left behind one day. <laughs> <laughs> one if of the things, flat, no one's waiting for one, you. <laughs> one of the things that I feel like a lot of people don't know is that it might be the only sport that <laughs> in order to recover in the middle of the ride, you just have to drink a Coke. <gasps> Right. Yes. That threw me off because I'm not a pop drinker. Right. But, but during this rides, I'm like, dude, I will drink. I will eat a bug if it'll. Right. If it'll, it's if like it'll the sugar pick. IV. It's like now's now's not the time to be eating bananas and you know your keto snacks. Like you might <laughs> want to leave your keto snacks at home and your your the, my other favorite is the baby food puree. I'm like. Listen, or I, and I know you probably do this too, the Mexican Cokes. I'm like, it's all the same sugar. Oh, Just yes. drink the sugar. It doesn't matter. I do all don't, ta- I do don't taste a difference. There's there the- isn't. They're all <laughs> sugar. They all digest the same. I'm just like, oh. Boy. I was riding next to Elias's girlfriend, Amanda, uh-huh. and I go, oh, like, I was like eating one of my little goo things, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I was like, this tastes like medicine. Like, I hate eating this. And I was like, what do you, what do you guys get? And she's like, oh, we just get candy from Whole Foods. 
know. Yeah, they have these like peach rings. And Those I'm are my like, favorite. I'm like, I didn't know. They I all could. digest the same. That's the thing. It's like whatever you want. It's all sugar. It's all the calories. I need to change that on there. Yeah. So um, one of the last things that I like to ask is out of, you know, throughout your entire life for everything that you're doing right now, what is one piece of advice that you think that you have received that that has helped you kind of get to where you are, but also kind of keep going, uh, mm -hmm. which is kind of going to be interesting because I feel that a lot of the things that you're have accomplished, maybe you don't feel like you, <laughs> I, you I don't feel like I've accomplished right. Exactly. And I'm like, what? I don't know. You, you're like me at a different level because like I, I, oh, I'm always about reaching the goal. Yeah. And then I, I'm never satisfied. I'm just like, oh, I could have done I better. I think it's great. Like I reached the goal and I'm like, wow, this is so great. Like I'm so proud of myself, but like I, me being proud of myself and me feeling like it's great in the world are two separate things, right? Like I'm super proud of all the goals I've created accomplished, but what, you know, where it is in respects of what other people accomplish. I'm like, Oh, it's not, it really isn't that big a deal. Cause it isn't like people can accomplish up here and I'm right here, which doesn't undermine what I'm doing. I just know that in the realm of things, like I have a realistic view and go, well, I mean, there's plenty of people really outdoing me. Like, and it's fine. I'm not like jealous of where they am. Like, I don't want to be there. You're just like a realist. Yeah. It's just what the way it is. It's not yeah. a big deal, but I don't know. I don't really know much advice other than the advice I give myself, which is, I don't know, just keep going and you'll figure it out when you get there. <laughs> just keep going. You'll be fine. Everything is fine. Just keep going. I don't really know. I don't really function on advice necessarily i just i'm just all about the perseverance just keep going you'll be you'll be fine just do things that are good we, we've had we've had a couple of different versions of that like keep going like don't quit um, yeah keep, and that's that's it seems so cliche but a, a cliche is it's just something that that people call it cliche because they don't really do it like people right. people are so easy to quit and and just say like uh like i i don't think i don't think that i'm People hate to be uncomfortable, and that's the biggest thing, right? People cannot stand, and whatever it is, right? I mean, we all have our own deal. It's like the cold plunge, right? Like, I don't want to be uncomfortable in that way, but either way, like, most people can't be uncomfortable in multiple ways, right? They can't be uncomfortable being on a budget so that they can invest. They can't be uncomfortable talking to someone on a group ride so they'll never have a buddy if they have a flat tire. Like, they won't be uncomfortable because it feels so, like, icky for that moment and they can't just sit in it and be like oh, they don't know I feel uncomfortable I know I feel uncomfortable but they don't know I feel uncomfortable and they can't just sit in it the anxiety just like kills them yeah but I feel that you have to be uncomfortable in order to be able to reach some type of growth mm -hmm. I feel like discomfort is like the border of like the next level like when you step up to the next level like the difference between this step and this step is discomfort like in between each you know like the stair treads like yeah. you have discomfort in between those i think that that is why i i'm the cold plunge to me really is like very intriguing is because it's super uncomfortable super yeah. painful right but i think that that's why it's helping my mind at least out of all the yeah. quote unquote benefits that are out there i i, I personally think that if I stick with it it's going to help my mind get stronger and and that's going to help me across the board in yeah. anything that I'm doing so Ariel thanks so much for coming on I really appreciate you making the time thanks for having me and um where can people find you like your handle on Instagram and stuff 
I it, I think it's Ariel Wyant twenty one, but if you guys want to see, certain. if you guys <laughs> if you guys want to see a bunch of cycling stuff, um, and uh, and if you guys maybe want a, a cycling buddy, there you have it. So thank you so much, Ariel. You're welcome. Thanks happy so much. Happy New Year. Okay, Happy New Year.